But welcome to a special edition of Stuck in Middle Podcast. I'm your host, Uncle AK. Here in the building, I have two special ladies who are here to talk about the November 6th midterm elections. And I personally feel that it's a very, very great topic that we all need to get into. And I can't wait, you know, to dig in and dive in with these ladies. So help me welcome Gwendolyn Hemhill and Linda Perkins to Stuck in Middle Podcast. Welcome, ladies. Welcome, welcome, Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, but I didn't, I didn't to do too here. bad with that intro. Mm-hmm. I tried. Good. I tried. I was surprised. <laughs> I just I was surprised. <laughs> Sp- speaking of mic, speaking of mic, speak a little louder. Okay. Uh, we're going to begin by, you know, brief introduction. Who is Gwendolyn and who is Linda? Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am Gwendolyn Hempel, and I am very pleased that Okondi has asked me to participate in this forum this evening because I personally think that this upcoming November 6th midterm election is the most important election that we have seen in a very long time. Um, We had about 55% of the American electorate turnout for the 2016 election. And it is my understanding that that has been the lowest turnout in 20 years. And as many of you realize, not voting has consequences. So therefore, uh, I reiterate the fact that I'm glad to be here this evening to talk about the importance of this November 6th election. Hi, my name is Linda Perkins, and I have to agree totally with um, Gwen. For both of us, um, we've been doing this, I think, voting for quite a while. So for young people, it's a little different to understand why it is important to us. And when we talk about the importance of the midterms, there's something I think that's an education that's happening for most of us. Generally, the presidential election gets all the attention and everyone says, oh yeah, vote for the president, and then we sit back. But what we're finding out, particularly this year, is that the midterm, that's called the juice in the middle. That's where the action is. Mm -hmm. Because what we have to understand is in the midterm election is when we vote for those persons that sit in what's called the House of Representatives, where all the laws are made that affect our lives on an everyday basis. So that's one of the things that I hope we can understand as we talk tonight, is that when we say, yes, this is an important election, it is a very important election because now we are becoming more enlightened about what it means to vote in the midterms. Right. Right. Because every two years, 435 House of Representatives are elected for a two-year period. And one-third of the Senate will be elected. Now, there are 35 seats available in the Senate, of which Democrats have to defend about 25, and the Republicans must defend only nine. And out of those uh, 25 that the Democrats have to defend, President Trump has won many of them handily. So it... uh, I'm not here tonight to tell anyone how to vote, but I want you to think about the consequences if you do not vote in 2018 Mm -hmm. because you have a Senate majority that would not allow President Obama to have a Supreme Court justice. 
But as you can see now from the news, they were determined to have President Trump's justice in, uh, appointed and placed on the bench. So that's where we are. And right. that's, that's why we want you to really listen very hard to what we have to say this evening. Mm. For both of you, how has um, engagement in political process shifted over the years? How it shifted? Mm -hmm. One of the things that, the, one of the big shifts is that just in any, any um, everything is political. No matter if it's your home, right. the family, if it's your church, <laughs> the majority rules, generally. If we want to go out to dinner and there's five of us in the car and three of us want to go to um, Mickey D's, then Mickey D's generally wins because that's where the majority wants to go. So the shifts that have happened is that the Democrats, for years in a long period of time, the Democrats were the majority party, ruling both the House and the Senate, as well as capturing the presidency along the way. The shift occurred generally um, in current times is when our, for some of us, and I'll say it this way, our President Obama was elected. At that point and right in that particular space, we heard of this group called the Tea Party that started gaining momentum and began to become a force to be reckoned with. What does that mean, a force to be reckoned with? They just went out and voted. We always think about all this power and all that. It's whose feet go into the booth. That's, that's where the power is. So the shift came because many of us, and particularly those of us of color, after President Obama was elected, we was, oh, thank you, thank mm -hmm. you, thank you, oh, thank you. And he became president. But everybody sort of slept. Mm -hmm. So when 2014, right, the, the presidential election 2012, 2014, the midterms, mm -hmm. that's when the power shifted. Mm -hmm. That's when we stepped back thinking our work was done and that's when the party of the tea party and those in that ideology all mm -hmm. came into power because we lost touch with many of the um american electorate mm -hmm. and what we what we fail to understand i think is that he, uh, uh, president obama gave people hope he gave them inspiration but it appears that once he got in, the Republicans, led by Mitch McConnell, had a private meeting right. and decided at that meeting that they would not let Obama pass any legislation. He would not get anything. So they hamstrung him for eight years. Right. And so people felt like things weren't getting done by the Democrats. Mm -hmm. There were things that he proposed and he wanted to get done, but because they control what gets placed on the floor and then voted on, his his programs were not able to get through. Right. How have you empowered the next generation to go out and vote? What we have to do for young people is to have you have them really understand as young folks, that when things are said like and blow off, oh, I don't vote, I don't get involved, that kind of thing, I don't do that, you know, that's for somebody else, that's not for me. Mm -hmm. 
What we don't know or what we don't realize is that when you don't vote, you do vote. Your vote that you left hanging on the floor was picked up by your opposition, and then the opposition then took that particular vote and voted the way they wanted to. Young people have to understand that there's um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, I'm just going to quote him for a minute. He said, for those who think their vote will not count in an, in an election, mm -hmm. tis but one step more to think it will do no harm. So what does that mean? That means whether you think your vote doesn't count or not, it's my hashtag is just vote. Mm -hmm. And we'll let, let it fall where it is, mm -hmm. but at least we have to begin to understand to get part of that, be part of that exercise. Now, one, one good thing that appears to be happening is that um, you have people like John Legend, uh, LeBron, and some others who are trying to encourage uh, young people to get out and vote and to get them to understand the importance of getting out the vote. Mm -hmm. Because now they won't, won't even pass the Voting Rights Act so that people are guaranteed to have a vote without obstacles placed in their way. And we, we, we have to just keep talking to them about how important the vote is. If you really want to talk about it, you can go back to Franklin Delano Roosevelt. That's when you got Social Security. The unions got wages. They got uh, eight hours of work instead of working until the boss tells you to that you can go home. Mm -hmm. There's so there's so many things that Lyndon Johnson did for the civil rights legislation, and and I think because um, you know you cannot forget your history, and a lot of young people I think they either don't know or they don't have time to find out, nor respect the fact that you had someone like Fannie Lou Hamer who was beaten so badly because she was helping to register black people to vote in Mississippi, she became crippled. Mm -hmm. People have died for us to have the right to vote. And I think it's so disrespectful for us not to vote. We're in a time when um, they call our time the microwave uh, right. generation. That's we just... You know, everything is on the fly. Nobody wants to read um, the news and um, mm -hmm. the newspapers anymore. We just read headlines and we pass and we go. And also, we're in a time when you know um, it's a time of the woman. You know, um, women empowerment is as strong is as strong as never before. Um, how do you encourage young women, you know, to show support to things as the Me Too movements yeah. and all that? You know, come out and actually vote to see things as abortion rights, you know, not, you know, not let that, you know, the old people downhill detect for them what they should do with their bodies and all whatnot. How do you encourage women to go out and vote to see this change? These days, that's a very good question because what we're finding is, is that um, women, particularly black women, have really stepped up to the mm -hmm. plate. And we mean not just in one way, but in, I mean, a small way, mm -hmm. but in a very large way. One of the things this uh, current um, demonstration of that happened when uh, Doug Jones was elected. Right. 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 At that point, this is in Alabama. Mm -hmm. 
where the power structure was always leaned one way Republican. Almost to the point, it appears, I don't know for sure, that many people just gave up and didn't even vote. Mm -hmm. So when Doug Jones was out there against Roy Moore, the infamous Roy Moore, it was still thought, because white Republican mm -hmm. women, they let it be known that they were going to support him regardless of what mm -hmm. was said about him. He was Republican, we're going to vote for him. However, the silent group that was ignored, was just ignored, was first black people in general and black women specifically. Mm -hmm. And the end result was that black women made the difference. And that's why Doug Jones enjoys the fact mm -hmm. that he sits in Cong in um, the Senate today mm -hmm. because black women shifted that. Mm -hmm. And that's the kind of power that black women have uh, and around women's issues and all of the things that are now um, so popular in discussion. Many of these have, as Gwen alluded to before, Fannie Lou Hamer and women that came far long before us. We can right. name hundreds of them. Right. And one of our things, and I'll stop here, is that although we say young people don't know what's going on, I think my generation, we have to take some responsibilities for that. Because one thing that we seem not to do that others do, we don't pass along our history. Mm. You know, if you look at young Jewish children and so forth, they know about the Holocaust. Right. Mm -hmm. There's and no they question. Will they will know. always know about the Holocaust. When we talk about slavery and where we went from slavery on, mm -hmm. we may mention it, but we want to change the subject. And then so that's one of the things I think that we have to re be responsible for mm -hmm. and make sure that it gets turned. And then you have down. young people who listen to somebody like Kanye West oh, who said, yeah. what did he say about slavery? I mean, yeah, he's, pathetic. he's <laughs> pathetic. He's interesting. Yes, he what is. changes would you like to see in the presidency? Oh, my God. First of all, I'd like to see the, the honor of the presidency restored. I think it's been di diminished. I think um, around the world, the presidency now is a joke. The American presidency is a joke. I would like to see uh, someone in there who is who who is not a um, uh, a person who feels that it's okay to t uh, grab a woman's uh, personal parts and 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 it's all right. That's something to laugh about. I would like to see someone who instead of tweeting all day and night, would actually do some work mm -hmm. to help the country, right. you know? Right. So I would just like to see the, the importance of the presidency, being able to be proud of the office of the presidency once again. One of the things that we are seeing clearly demonstrated is the competency of the presidency. Mm. What we had before, and our previous president, is totally, or they say sorely lacking mm -hmm. in the one we have now. Right. Where this president that is, or this person, 45, many of us say, who is sitting there now, clearly demonstrates that all that we thought about what it took to become president must not be necessary. Right. When someone that lacks so much on the intellectual mm -hmm. side does no work, but still is able to become head, the head of the country for many reasons we know but still mm -hmm. the point is that, that presidents a president's job obviously um, for the eight years prior to this 
when, was done by someone that was competent. When have you ever heard of a president addressing the UN be laughed at? Mm-hmm. A United States right. president never. laughed out. Mm-hmm. That has never happened. Right. It's the things that are being said. That's that's the point. When we say that the person was laughed at, there was a reason for that. Yeah. With outlandish statements like mm-hmm. this is the best yeah. that has happened in the history. Country's over 200 plus years old. But now we have someone that says they're doing the best in the history of the of country. The country. And it's like, think about what's said. That in itself mm-hmm. is a comedic statement. And instead of being like Lincoln, who eventually brought right. the country together, this man is, is, is determined to continue to divide the country. Right. So I'm guessing your votes didn't count. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) On a local level, which is really where the election matters, like Linda said, um, do you think the vote is about the person or the issue? Mm, I think it's both Mm -hmm. in some instances Mm -hmm. because I'm I'm glad you brought up the local level because also uh, people have to be encouraged to vote for the governors of their state right. and the state senate and the state representative because after right. all they are making the the rules for you right. here in your community um so i think that at the local le- level it's very very important uh for people to get out to vote right tip o'neill who was a, a long-standing um congressman mm-hmm. From Massachusetts, he, he, he was, was the Speaker of the speaker House. Speaker of the House, yeah, but he, he had power, mm-hmm. real power in those mm-hmm. political sense. He said all politics are local mm-hmm. because, as you were saying, Gwen, when we think about politics, it's a buildup. You know, you start with your um, the local mo- dog mayor, <laughs> the dog catcher, because mm-hmm. I will vote for a dog mm-hmm. catcher, the dog catcher, the council person, the mayor. Mm-hmm. The governor, the House of Representatives mm-hmm. member, the senator, mm-hmm. and then ultimately up to the presidency. Mm-hmm. So when we go out and vote, we can't say like, oh, yeah, I'm going to vote in this midterm, you know, mm-hmm. and when they say, oh, yeah, on that ballot, what mm-hmm. we don't know, but all these local issues, mm-hmm. like, you know, young people are interested in marijuana, right? Mm-hmm. You know, changing the marijuana laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's been underway as a fight for about 50 years mm-hmm. now. Normal. You know, National Organization for the Reform of the Marijuana Laws started years ago about how we could change what we think about cannabis mm-hmm. where we are now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was local. That started all these local ways until we are now. We've mm-hmm. got, what is it, medicinal marijuana? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all these different things mm-hmm. where marijuana now, they're taking the stigma right. away from it. Mm-hmm. But it was a local effort, groundswell, that kept growing and going and going and going. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing with LGBT rights. Yeah. Start on the local levels. Mm-hmm. People started organizing, thinking about the issues, putting their strength and their power together, and it moved on up. Even Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. was a local thing, right? right? Mm-hmm. It right. jumped off in Ferguson. Right. And look where it, everything matters now mm-hmm. because of Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What issues matter most to you? Healthcare for people who have pre-existing conditions, the right to vote, the right for a woman to choose. Um, It doesn't matter whether you do not approve of abortion or not. 
it is not, it is not your right to tell a woman what to do with her body. And um, prison reform, I think, mm-hmm. is very important. I think re- restoration of voting rights to those who have s- served their time, they deserve to have an opportunity to vote again. Education, higher education um, for individuals who in um, non-white communities need help in order to go to school so they can make a better life for themselves. And I think that it's a deliberate, deliberate way of keeping these people suppressed. And that, that that's a good point. Our checklists are just are the same, mm-hmm. you know, because these are all the issues in a if we looked at it overall, mm-hmm. particularly people of color, right? African Americans and people of color, because in the country right now, what we look at is that the power structures that are in place now um, are shown to say that we want to maintain the status quo. Everybody else, you're a spectator. Mm-hmm. And we run the country. Come bubbling up from the bottom, all these people like ourselves are saying, wait a minute now, hold up. My purpose on earth is not here to make sure that you live right, and I'll be happy with that. We have to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So those things like, say, education. Mm -hmm. For somehow, from the transition of education to being something that, quote, what they say? If you're educated, you're acting white. You know, it's like, we're like, what? Run that boss again. You know, we came up with these, um, we have historically black colleges mm-hmm. that were established so we would be educated. Mm-hmm. And slavery, the, what was the one thing that would get you killed? Mm-hmm. If you learned to read. Mm-hmm. Because they knew if you learned to read, you could learn to think, and then mm-hmm. you could say, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Not only did Nat Turner realize mm-hmm. that, but the rest of us realized it too. You know, but you read with the laws and you would know what right. was going on. Mm-hmm. Right. So education from there until now is the pathway mm-hmm. to the future. Mm-hmm. From Harry Belafonte and others that say, we have to educate right. ourselves. Right. We have to tell our young people that we want you to be scholars, mm-hmm. not dummies. Because what can you do for us if you can't figure it out? Right. We're not going to be here forever. That's right. we got to prepare for the next mm-hmm. group. So the only got, way you got to do it is you have to have education. Same thing with these. Um, last night on MSNBC, they showed a, a young man, African-American male, who had been to prison. This is in Florida. Mm-hmm. He's down there with John Legend. John right. Legend's down there, rather. Right. And they're doing this whole thing about getting the rights of um, former persons that mm-hmm. were incarcerated to vote again. Mm-hmm. Right. The education around that is this. If those individuals come out, they get the right to vote. They're going to vote their interests, number one, right? So let's stop that. Let's just stop that and get rid of it. But then the other, but then the other part of that is, is that the education he got himself. He said he was at the, the train. He was on the train tracks about to kill himself, mm. drug addict and all that. But something came about, and he went and he changed himself around. And he went to, he was in prison, mm-hmm. started to read. Now this young man is a lawyer. 
Mm-hmm. So he's mm-hmm. educated. Now. Yeah. So he's you know that's how mm-hmm. education is an example. Mm-hmm. How education can change mm-hmm. with prison reform, which he's working mm-hmm. on, and all the other issues related right. to like that. And I think if you had a president who <laughs> respected two things, number one, maybe they could find another way to vent the frustration about police officers killing black men for no reason. But they still have a right to kneel if they choose to. Mm -hmm. Why is it that their First Amendment rights are not respected, but you want yours to be respected? Facts. Mm. You have mentioned earlier the right to vote. What is the right to vote? Well, when you have um, in some states, say like maybe North Carolina, places like that, they have put, okay, first of all, we have um, early voting. Now, some of those states are trying to do away with early voting because early voting benefits perhaps senior citizens, other uh, people who don't have transportation, and they can't get to the voting booth very well. Mm-hmm. So so, so if, if you do away with that, those are so many m- numbers of voters who would be voting against you that you do not have to worry about then they have other kind of litmus tests certain kinds of id why can't you just have your driver's license for an id right right or why can't we just go with the real thing you're born in america you can vote vote. Mm -hmm. i mean when you're 18 you can vote all this about qualifications yes. and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, the system was set up a long time ago. We go into the history of it and how the, the vote came about, you know, with the start of this country and the men that started it. They had a purpose for it and all of that. You know, it's called their founding fathers, mm-hmm. fathers, and they did the Constitution and all of that. But in these days and times, that's what we are learning now in the midterms. Mm-hmm. The right to vote means you have a right this year. November the 6th, to go into the voting booth and vote, mm-hmm. right? Those that don't want everyone to vote do everything to suppress that. Right. You know, right. how are you going to have a community of African Americans mm-hmm. in North Carolina and you say, we're going to close mm-hmm. at least half or mm-hmm. more of your polling right. places? And then there used to be, and it might still be North Carolina, I'm not mm-hmm. certain of the state, but what used to happen happen in, in several of these states in the South was there would be a bus that would take people after church to go vote. That's souls to the polls. Right. That's what it's Souls called. to the polls. Yeah. And they want to do away with that. Oh, yeah. And they have done that mm-hmm. because those are all the ways that the right to vote has been used by those who had to fight to get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now everything is reversing because it's mm-hmm. like, whoa, everybody's voting. They right. saw that when President Obama ran. It's like, right. whoa, they were sh- everybody went to the yeah. polls. Yeah. Yeah. That, that so, or a lot of people went to the polls. <laughs> right. So yeah. we got to right. change that. Right. What happens when we all come out to vote? Well, you get change. Mm-hmm. For instance, if you come out to vote in 2018, I know there's a slim chance that you could take over the Senate, but there's a very good chance you can turn the House of Representatives over. Mm -hmm. And this way you go back to what the founding fathers said we were to have, checks and balances. Because right now we do not have checks and balances. We have a Congress that is so 
intimidated by Trump and his 33% base mm. that they let him tell them what to do. And that's not the way it's supposed to work. Mm. Right. Can I add to that? No, I think that, that that's right, that we, um, we have to understand, as we talked about earlier, about um, why it's so important for us to vote and right. what it will mean. Mm-hmm. We, we, I don't know, sometimes um, some of us have a passion for it. You know, Gwen, highly educated in it. I know I generally have mm-hmm. one, a passion about voting, because what generally happens is that, okay, everybody's juiced up for the midterms. We gotta vote in the midterms. What do we do? We sit back. Sit back and sit back. Say, okay, next time I only have to go out there to 2020. You have to keep your eye Mm -hmm. on the prize. Mm -hmm. That's the way that the way of understanding or being educated about it that we're all learning. Mm -hmm. That's the power of the vote. That we're think about voting all the time. Off elections, in between, you know, voter registration should be something that goes on. Every, every, every in my mind, mm-hmm. every day. You should be taught in school. Taught in school. Everywhere. You want good citizenship? Mm-hmm. Tell people about voting. You know, do those kinds of things. Mm. What do you say to people who say my vote don't count? My vote does not matter. Refer them back to what's happening right now. <laughs> in the present moment. Thank you. <laughs> this is what not, this yeah. is what not voting looks like exactly you know i heard young people um they one of the um television programs they were interviewing some young people and they kept saying (laughs) they weren't inspired right they didn't like the candidates they weren't inspired they didn't move them and the point was you don't need to be inspired you know like uh, inspirationally Mm -hmm. you have to understand the impact of what you do you know understand that as we see today, this is what it was to not be inspired and just say, I'm going to sit this out. Look what we are sitting through with a possible two more years to go under this. Mm. Being that we're in Maryland and D.C. as well. Um, oh, forget D.C. But being that we're in Maryland. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What do you think about... Um, the Hispanic vote. Oh yeah, that goes to DC as well. What do you think about the Hispanic vote? Like, how, why, 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 why is it so important? Well, it's important because you need a broad coalition mm-hmm. of blacks, whites, Hispanics, mm-hmm. Asians, right. women, Africans. young people, Africans. All of those persons need to come together to make this change because. Before, of course, there has been racism in this country since its inception for 200 years. Mm-hmm. But at least it, it, people kept, kept it under wraps. But now, because Donald, Donald Trump adheres to this kind of uh, white nationalist rhetoric, did nothing about Charlottesville, People think that it's okay to walk in front of you in a line because they're white and you're black. I mean, there are all kinds of subtle things that happen that, you know, it just didn't happen before. And and one thing, when you talk about the Hispanic vote, just like we are woke, the Hispanics are woke now, too. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, vote a Latino and all those things. That's real. 
And I really hope if we have any Florida, Puerto Ricans listening oh, yeah, to yeah, us, right, that right. they need to go out right. and vote. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But the Latino community, the Hispanic community, those that speak Spanish, mm-hmm. okay, they are now realizing that they're a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. What we have to realize, we being people that are African-Americans and so forth, that even on population, European-Americans are still the, the largest number, followed by Hispanic-Americans, followed by African-Americans, and so forth. And what the Hispanic community has realized that for their interests, what do they do? They learn to organize, mm-hmm. put their voices together, and know that the power of their vote. So mm-hmm. it's very important. And they're going to soon be the majority. Yeah. And that's what is so frightening to the uh, white community mm-hmm. because they realize this. And that's why they tr- that they're doing everything they can uh, vis-a-vis the immigration, the DACA of those kids who they're trying to not to give them the right to become citizens because they are frightened. Right. The country's changing. It is changing. We won't be here for to see it like you all will. You know, one day you'll be, I don't, what are they going to call the groups after you? You're the millennials. I don't know what the next one's going to be called. <laughs> Everybody gets a name. Uh-huh. So, you know, I don't know what it is. But you all will be talking like we're yeah. talking now. Mm-hmm. But that's when, as you said, when we hear that term, it's so sort of confusing, the majority minority. And it's like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I had to myself break it down. No group, no group will be the majority. The majority will be made up of all minorities. So they'll be like it's like one-third white, one-third um, Hispanic, one-third African, you know, those kind of break it down whatever way, but they'll be more on an even scale. Mm-hmm. So when that happens, that changes the dynamics of everything. When there is a majority minority com- country that you all will be living, I mean, well, maturing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Before we continue, how can people register to vote? And, you know, um, how do you know where to go vote? That's a good question. Well, you can go on the Internet, number one, but you can mm-hmm. always call your local mayor's office, your local representative's office. But... Um, now that you're beginning to see a lot of information about voting in the paper and everywhere people are putting out the word about going to register and you know there's a set time to register Mm -hmm. because after a certain date you cannot register the 16th is the cutoff for the midterms i think Mm. probably across the country so people are talking about you know um, registering to vote you really only have a couple more weeks and for young people you all use your phone for everything. Right. All you got to do is go on your phone. They dip, mm-hmm. You can. You go on your phone. I'm telling you, they use your phone. Oh, you I digress. You have to vote. Right. You can vote. I mean, but that's how easy it is to register to vote. Right. Right. So, it's, you know, it's not hard for you all mm-hmm. just to go and, you that's know, there's right. still the paper ballots. Mm-hmm. I got some here. Mm-hmm. Still the paper ballots that you can, um, it's free. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just fill it out, mail it in. We got until the 16th, just think of that, the middle of the month, because they have to allow for enough time for it to go into the system to put you on the voter registration roll. So when you roll in there on the 6th, your name is there. Mm -hmm. So 
There is a deadline for um, voter registration. So you work so we're around pushing prepared. that a lot. And if you have registered and you go to vote and they give you a challenge or whatever, ask for a challenge, a provisional ballot. ballot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we want everybody's votes. See, right. those are the things we I learned this a long time ago for myself. The first time I went to vote, I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally intimidated because the process is you walk in there and these, there's all these individuals sitting at these different tables, right? I mean, sitting at tables. So you go in, you know, and it's usually longtime workers. Mm -hmm. So they'll say, what's your name? Mm -hmm. So you give them your name. And then they'll look you up on a thing to show that you're on the voter roll. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're analysis on computers. Mm -hmm. So then you're standing there. Now imagine it's your first time. You're standing there. So then they'll say to you, take this and go to the next person. Now you're following the rules, right? You're going to the next person. It might be a tab. The tab then is used then to tell you to go to the next person where you get your ballot. Then you get your ballot and you go to one of the little silos or tables or whatever and you mark your ballot that's one way the other way might be that they have voting machines where you just touch the buttons and then that registers your vote but the process is not as easy as some of us think because we voted for a long time and we want to take the mystique away from it for young people when you go there, there'll be people to instruct you every way, all the way through. And ask. And ask. Mm -hmm. You know, this, this, what do I do with this ballot? Because right. after you mark your ballot, or whatever the case might be, it goes to someone else, mm -hmm. right? And that next person has to register that. Right. And why is all this happening? All these steps are happening because after everything is done, at 8 o'clock when the um, polls close, most places, right? then these people internally have to do a number of steps to get your ballot mm -hmm. down to another place. They have to do count. They have to do all these various things that you start hearing that in Prince George's County, there's X amount of, of um, votes that have been cast for so-and-so. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all done on a, again, local level. And it all comes together and it goes down to the official election board and then that that's how it all happens. What happens if Democrats take control of this November election? I'm not sure, but I, I do believe that they're going to take an inventory mm -hmm. of all of the all of the things answer, answers they want to certain questions, which means they're going to start a lot of hearings for the Trump administration. That's what's going to happen. I know there are some people who want them to start impeachment hearings immediately, but I don't think that's the wisest thing to do. Yeah. We have to, you know, that's one thing that happens. The other thing that we want to happen is that for all these people that got in here as Democrats, do they start doing the things to start making some changes so there'll be health care, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They vote to, you know, have health care again, mm -hmm. reinstated to its full point or right. universal, which right. we're all after. Right. So everybody mm -hmm. has health care. Mm -hmm. Did they start looking at the prison reform mm -hmm. laws? Mm -hmm. They start talking about how much money in that huge budget mm -hmm. is going to go for education, mm -hmm. building some houses to reduce mm -hmm. the homelessness. Yeah. These are the other things that Definitely. need to happen under Definitely. the Democrats. You know, going and having these hearings for... 45, that's, that's something that we, that'll happen, hmm. likely. But the expectation needs to be that 
That's what you do so that the next two years that we mm-hmm. talk about, mm-hmm. the Democrats can still be in there because it's, you know, young folks like yourself and say, well, they did something for me the last time. Right. right. I think I'm going to go back up in right. there and give it in again. Mm-hmm. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Along with dealing with right. 45. Mm-hmm. I like them. They, they said they're doing what, they, what they said, said they, they would And do. people are holding people more accountable, exactly. which they, they should. Exactly, they are. Because yeah. right. that's a good that's probably one of the best jobs in the country mm-hmm. is to be a House of Representative or Senator mm-hmm. because the package that you get with that exactly. is the golden parachute. Mm-hmm. Pension, health, mm-hmm. um, budgets, staff, all these things come with that package. That's why some of them, I believe, and I might digress here, really fight for the job, not so much for the people. But, but when you hear about career perks. politicians, their perks. their perks are, if we mm-hmm. ever investigate, you want to really know how they live, mm-hmm. see how they live with their budgets and how the, mm-hmm. the pay that they get. And they walk away with pensions mm-hmm. and all these things for life. And right. they also have not only their office here, but they have a home district office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so that the, their constituents at the local level can come to that mm-hmm. office to bring their complaints or concerns. And then count how many days they work a year. About two. About two. <laughs> I mean, one group of people that stay on vacation okay. is the Congress. Amen. Every time you turn around, they got the they summer have, vacation. Have, have That's recess. five weeks. Now they're getting ready to go out now. But See, McConnell's you. pushing this because you go out for um, the mid, I mean, for the election, you got to go home, quote, to campaign. Mm-hmm. So you go home. You're there to November the 6th when the election comes. Mm-hmm. You come back in town. You roll back in town for mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. Then it's Thanksgiving. It's gone again. Then when you go for Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. then you come back for just a minute. Mm-hmm. You go on till the first of the year. Mm-hmm. But the and then joy, the summer. but the joy oh, yeah. may be after this November the sixth that some of those whom you voted out are out. Yeah, they'll be staying permanently. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> well, we're we're at the top of the hour, and I thank you well, so well, much well, for thank you know. You. Yeah coming to our studios and, you know, educating us on why it's important to vote. You know, um, are there any last remarks, you know, for the youth? My, the la- my remarks for tonight is get out and vote. This is the most important election we have ever had. Please go vote. Mm. Okay. I have my little boomer rap <laughs> that goes this way. Something stirring. This is clear. It's happening out in the atmosphere. If we want to change the nation, keep it for the next generation, we got to show you more than affection. We got to vote in the next election. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> we'll have to replay that, man. Because <laughs> I didn't catch all of it. We'll have to replay that. But Gwendolyn. Linda, I thank you so much, oh, you know, for coming, you for educating us on voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really good. We hope you know? we've made a difference. Nah, definitely. Well, you made a difference, you know, in my in my brain and heart. So good. I'm definitely going out there to vote, be it yeah. if I'm doing it online or not. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going out to vote. Flex, you going to vote? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, definitely. Have you registered? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um, Great. Thank you for watching Stuck in Middle Podcast. I s- Oh, Lyft and Uber giving free rights to the polls and back. Wow. Oh, wow. Did know that? Wonderful. Yeah. That's very good. Wonderful. Excellent. Yeah. So, yeah. how does it work? You just say you're going to the polls? Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. That's fantastic. That is really good. Mm-hmm. See? If you live in the lower area, the poll 
Mm-hmm. That's just so you know. Yeah, go ahead and vote. Um, Sunday the seventh, four p.m. to nine thirty p.m. Come out to Laurel um, for our one hundredth episode. Stuck in the middle. Mm, it's doing a, a a a little party for our one hundredth episode. So come out, celebrate with us, see how we've moved from day one to today. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's been a it's been a journey. So we're definitely you know gonna. Um, pop some bottles we for that. You. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Follow the conversation on all social platforms: YouTube, um, Apple Music, SoundCloud, etc. At SITM Podcast, like us, like our Facebook page, like us on all social uh, media. Follow us. I mean, um, email us SITM Podcast two for questions, concerns, referrals. Um, you've been listening to Stuck in the Podcast, and we out. Okay, it was fun.